Free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. Tommy Nation Politics. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. Tommy Nation Politics. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Tommy Nation Politics. Free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded, Tommy Nation Politics. energies when in all reality the energies that are opposing shouldn't even exist the fight for our republic for our democracy means the same thing it's a fight for the people but they've divided the simplicity of humanity. Hey guys, this is Tommy is Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Decision might be reconsidered. The president has uh, I mean, look, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, need, it needs new custodians, man. You know what I'm saying? The old ones, they, their greed their greed has overrun, and that's their issue. And nothing, there's nothing wrong with greed as long as you keep it in check. But there's a certain level of connectivity that you're supposed to have to the harmony of this world. And if that shit ain't maintained, you know, when, when is the world going to call for it? Well, before we go on any tangents, I just want to land my whole point that I wanted to share with you, Rogish, on this. Please do. Please do. So, okay. so here's here's the uniqueness of, okay, 1776, slaves are here, quote unquote freed in 1865, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. My ancestors came in here around 1900. What came in? 1913, Federal Reserve is established. Right. We go to World War I. Then we go into World War II. Everybody uh, came back after World War II. The automobile industry 
mushroom cloud flourished to the highest degree we could have possibly managed, we become the richest empire in the history of man no, as far as we know. After more than two years of patiently time, waiting, the Federal the Reserve has just officially announced the first no, rate increase since 2018, no, you know, you making you it the beginning of a brand new market cycle that's about to change everything. At the core, this is going to have a ripple effect through mobile prices, stock market values, savings accounts, credit cards, auto loans, personal loans, student loans, and ultimately, in one way or another, you will be directly impacted by these changes, some for good and some for bad. So without dragging this out any longer than it needs to be, let's talk about what just happened. A fairly substantial point of leverage, okay? And then, so now, because of what happened in March of 2020, they took it off the petrodollar. So that there's nothing pegging our currency to anything right now, man. It's It's been a fantasy for two years. And, I, and for the life of me, there's not been one viable explanation other than the thing I'm sure you heard of before, and you're gonna roll your eyes. But the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, we have an incredible because they want you to. It's definitely happening. To right. I mean, oh, it's, it's not a conspiracy. It's happening. I'm right in front of us. And so, when you start to look at the world in that lens, the current all these things crisis that seem irrational make a whole lot more sense now, right? So now we're at this but point in history. But this has also presented us with an extraordinary you could have a consortium, a chance to reset, a conference of, the, of all the most powerful luminaries. You could say, we want a percentage of what the new energy paradigm is going to look like. Because that's our biggest problem right now. Because a lot of scientists theorize 2015 peak oil was hit, meaning the maximum amount of production on the planet that can sustain our lifestyles globally. After that, it's a precipitous drop-off. In Saudi Arabia, Europe, and the reason why we were able to do fracking and oil sands is because when we went into Iraq, we jacked the prices up, and so it made it viable for us to be able to produce it here on the North American continent, which we never could have done before. Well, now that's gone. Okay? So now, so, so, so how long do you think the decay period is for? We're in free fall right now. I don't know how. I won't even know. It's literally clown world. It's, we need nothing short. We're free fall. It's already free fall. So dumb. Like I agree with a, a lot of what you said. We talked about Reagan, and you talked about outsourcing the jobs. Talked about taking us off the gold standard. You talked about all of these steps that 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 have led up to this moment but what you're forgetting is the fact that uh we let this happen with our fucking rah rah sis boom ba team uh republican democrat team shit all of us and then we decided that we were going to literally pick these lying murderous scumbags okay. who literally their only families don't like um, Joe Biden, he went to Ukraine to get away from Joe there's these guys are so narcissistic. But like we literally, we let them get into office and we let them rob us. And they're, they robbed us. They robbed us five times last year. 48 hours it took them to bail us the, the, the Wall Street, the banks, the military industrial complex. They, they, gave, they gave us $600 and $1,200. Thank you, Jen. Good to see all of you again. But this is a briefing I never wanted to give. Um, I'd like to start by saying the prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine today as they suffer an unjustified, unprovoked, and premeditated attack by the Russian military forces. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics.
The pandemic changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Oh, is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. Recovery from the pandemic is an opportunity. We can see rays of hope in the form of a vaccine, but there is no vaccine for the planet. Nature needs a bailout. You don't want to go back to the status quo that you had before simply because it was the status quo that got us here. With everything falling apart, we can reshape the world in ways we couldn't ways before. Ways that better address so many of the challenges we face. And that's why so many are calling for a great Clear reset. Clear skies and crispness, new beginnings. And to celebrate that, that global festival of oneness, Davos. Yes, Klaus Schwab is putting on his festival once again. You will owe nothing and you will be happy. <laughs> We all know Davos. We all know its great reset agenda. We all know its catchphrase. You'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> Ding! But who is Klaus Schwab? What does he want? What goes on at the World Economic Forum? And should we be for the evil, malicious agenda? Klaus Schwab, the ringmaster of festivities at the World Economic Forum in Davos, has been known to tell underlings that he anticipates one day receiving a Nobel Peace Prize. Probably get a Nobel Peace Prize one day, don't so we you have reckon? the Fed raising rates. We have Saudi Arabia trying to get out of a World Bank, make their own $82 billion World Bank. We have Russia defaulting on their debt. And, we, and then we still have an inflation up the ass here. And so all of these things are connected, and I, I, I really want to know how. How's it going, guys? So I, I usually I do usually do a monologue, uh, but there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, Dub, he actually inspired me from Stereo. We have Jamar Jabari from Voice of Change podcast. We have Stephanie Smith, my lovely co-host. We're gonna be talking today, guys, about the Great Reset. The Great Reset is a Davos-funded and mission-driven. Uh, I guess you could call them a think tank or an exclusive club where I guess the billionaires who have polluted our oceans and our waters. This is it. This is my stance on this. But we can get our opinions from the table on what exactly is, is happening and and, and, and and all that. But uh, these billionaires have, let's just be real, guys. They've polluted our oceans. They've bought our politicians in every country. We're starting to actually have literally problems with the fact that they're sanctioning you know, they they gave they made, they made our politicians sanction countries. Now Russia can't uh, is going to default on their debt. Perhaps this is all just a mess, guys. And now we want them to do a great reset. Dub, you, you had a lot to say ab about it uh, before, so why don't why don't we, you, you go first? They're asking for now an, uh, an innovation act, which is trillions. The Democrats and um, they spent trillions. Who knows where it went? The COVID relief fund. So um, what's happening next? What do you think? Well. I guess the best way to say is they want to reframe the whole um, way that we perceive capitalism. Okay. They're going to do something called the stakeholder theory. Have you heard about this? No. It's um, it's a form of capitalism, but think of it as like conscious capitalism is how they're going to frame it because it's all um, basically a corporation gives the CEO a contractual mandate to pay attention to environmental um concerns and 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 it's going to be for our better interests obviously is the way it's going to be framed um but it 
it's important because it keeps the shareholders from suing or firing, you know, for contractual breach. So it's like a form of uh, capitalism without the uh, accountability. Ultimately. Okay, so what do you mean the contractual breach? Because this is an interesting thing. I don't know if you heard about this whole uh, Russia defaulting on their debt. But these, yeah. these these American investors are worried about about after sanctioning them, putting them in complete yeah. isolation from the globe. Now all of a sudden they're worried about them defaulting on their debt, and that would be a horrible thing. This is well, I mean, not to sound too fringe, but it's basically um, a small group of interests will enjoy the spoils, and they're not beholden to anybody. So even as it stands right now, if you got the International Monetary Fund or um, the World Bank, in theory. Uh, it's kind of like when, when you take a loan out, there's a fiduciary responsibility between the lender and the lendee, right? So there's some culpability in there. And that's why when you default on the loan, there's someone to look at, say, hey, pay up. Right. Um, basically, so the way to just... you seize final control, you know? And, and I know that this kind of plays into our worst uh, fears, but it'll be presented in a way that is supposed to be beneficial because... Um, because it's an existential crisis we find ourselves in as a civilization, and therefore we need to come up with uh, a new plan. And have, obviously, as things have been going right now, um, there's nothing pegging the reserve currency right now, which up till March 2020 was the US dollar as it relates to petroleum. Um, but because we've taken ourselves off of that, now it's really only on perception, which, you know, how far can we run with that? I, I, it's anybody's guess, and, and really nobody can answer no. that. Schwab's greatest accomplishment is decidedly entrepreneurial. He has developed the forum from an earnest meeting of policy wonks into a glittering assembly of the world's richest people. That's pretty good, isn't it? To sort of start something, and then before you know it, Obama, Fauci, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, I think all of like the top bods all show up. So what's going on there? He's achieved this by ingratiating himself with those who wield power, and especially the billionaire class, a tribe known as Davos Man. Schwab has constructed a refuge for the outlandishly wealthy, an exclusive zone where they are free to pursue deals and sundry shenanigans while enjoying the cover of participating in a virtuous undertaking. If you're looking for another conspiracy theory video, this isn't it. What we're going to be focusing on here is facts, not wild speculation. The WEF is an exclusive club of super wealthy business leaders. Their membership costs north of $67,000 a year. Yep, it's that exclusive. Not when it comes to talking about how the world's going to move forward, it's fair to be a little concerned that, well, the WEF are pretty far removed from representing the world's population, and that, just maybe, their stated mission to fix those problems could be more about repairing their own image after effing up the environment in the first place. I think, you know, my mother had an expression, out of everything terrible, something good will come if you look hard enough. I think this presents us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. 
we're gonna there's gonna be a new world order out there. And we've gotta lead it. We've gotta unite the rest of the free world and So anyway, I'm gonna hush up Mary Fire. Even Forbes agrees. Check out John Malden's article where he says the Great Reset probably won't actually do very much, but it's more likely another example of wealthy, powerful elites saving their conscience with faux efforts to help the masses. And that is our closing bell today for March 21st. Let's see where the major indices settled on the day. All three major indices in the red. We'll start with the Dow. The Dow is down 0.58%. That's down 201 points. The S&P 500 down just a fraction, 0.04%. And then, of course, the tech-heavy Nasdaq, at least not the biggest loser of the day, down 0.4%. That's 55 points. All right, well, let's turn it over to our market panel now to weigh in on the news of the day. We're joined by Mahmoud Norani, Quant Insight CEO, and Robert Shine, Blankshine Wealth Management's Chief Investment Officer. Thank you both. Um, Robert, I'll start with you. In terms of what we saw from the Fed today, those comments from Powell. Hey, Scott, uh, the Fed Chair Jay Powell will say to the NAB conference that the Federal Reserve has an obvious need to move expeditiously. And the Fed can, if needed, move to more restricted levels, restrictive levels on rates if required to restore price stability. The ultimate responsibility for price stability rests with the Federal Reserve. Price stability is essential if we're going to have another sustained period of strong labor market conditions. I believe that the policy approach that I've laid out is well suited to achieving this outcome. We will take the necessary steps to, ins to ensure a return to price stability. In particular, if we conclude that it is appropriate to move more aggressively by raising the federal funds rate by more than 25 basis point at a meeting or meetings, we will do so. And if we determine that we need to tighten beyond common measures of neutral and into a more restrictive stance, we'll do that as well. Our monetary policy framework emphasizes that having longer-term inflation expectations anchored at our longer-term objective of 2% helps us achieve both of our dual mandate objectives. While we cannot measure longer-term expectations directly, we monitor a variety of survey and market-based indicators. In the recent period, short-term inflation, inflation expectations have, of course, risen with inflation, but longer-run expectations remain well anchored in their historical ranges. The Great Reset is big on the fourth industrial revolution. In other words, AI and the Internet of Things, retraining and upskilling in these is another pillar of the Great Reset. And the way these technologies are developing, these kinds of changes are sure to happen. Some jobs, like shop staff, are going to become obsolete, while others, like AI programmers, are going to take off exponentially. Which means a suggestion like this makes perfect sense. Since we're sense. in the electric vehicle landscape, we've got a new study that's out. Well, not our study, but there is a new study that's out from Tapalti approved and they are predicting that Elon Musk will be the first trillionaire a milestone that he could reach as soon as 2024 his current net worth stands at around 200 billion dollars and while the Tesla CEO and founder is of course a contributor to his fortune while Tesla is a contributor to his fortune his push into space exploration with SpaceX is the venture that pushed his net worth into the 12-figure range. Now, other business moguls on the road to becoming a trillionaire, they include Microsoft founder Bill Gates and former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Taking a look at Tesla shares on the day, holding on to gains of about 2%. Hello, nothing and be happy. Ding!
Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Um, so, so it's not, it might sound a little convoluted, but basically just seizing control from the central fault. banking system and going to just a tighter grip. Added near-term upward pressure from the invasion of Ukraine on inflation from energy, food, and other commodities comes at a time of already too high inflation. To that end, the Fed chair specifically says if it needs to move by more than 25 basis points at an upcoming meeting, quote, we will it's do so. It's also true that if you're convinced there's a global conspiracy behind the coronavirus, then you're probably easy to convince that global warming also isn't a thing. Hint, listen to the climate scientists. 97% of them say climate change is happening. But the stakeholder theory is something to really pay attention to because you okay you got to ask yourself who funds the federal reserve right those kinds of interests i did yeah 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 right and so yeah um there's no accountability at that point okay so Yo. there's no accountability and yet the the fed chair has right uh, has hiked up the rates uh right. in which, in which the, the word you know and, and, and you know so, why they're doing that right now they're so they're, they're, i have no idea why are they doing that they're gambling because listen, um, the the uh, minimum wage is going to go up, and when that happens, that could crash the the stock market. And is so we're gonna, trying. To, you really? You think so? Yeah, and I think they're trying to game it right now because it it feels like there's bad faith actors in the market, like an algorithmic influence of some sort, and because we really can't clearly see what's occurring now um, in ways that we never could before. Blockchain. So this is yep. the, this is a cryptocurrency. Blockchains are incredibly popular nowadays. But what is a blockchain? How do they work? What problems do they solve? And how can they be used? Oh, what is a blockchain for the audience? So blockchain is what um, Bitcoin operates from or Ethereum. And it's a decentralized way. It's a ledger, ultimately. Like the name indicates, a blockchain is a chain of blocks that contains information. This technique was originally described in 1991 by a group of researchers and was originally intended to timestamp digital documents so that it's not possible to backdate them or to tamper with them, almost like a notary. However, it went by mostly unused until it was adapted by Satoshi Nakamoto in 2009 to create the digital cryptocurrency Bitcoin. Now a blockchain is a distributed ledger that is completely open to anyone. They have an interesting property. Once some data has been recorded inside a blockchain, it becomes very difficult to change it. So how does that work? Well, let's take a closer look at a block. Each block contains some data, the hash of the block, and the hash of the previous block. The data that is stored inside a block depends on the type of blockchain. The Bitcoin blockchain, for example, stores the details about a transaction in here, such as the sender, receiver, and the amount of coins. Try uh, discussing Bitcoin with people and not if their eyes roll back in their head. It's like the guys at the gym that lift, lift, they're just like, yeah, Bitcoin, like that's, I, I mean, that's what I, I, I get. So, so I say that this, this token of, um, this unit is of X amount of value. And at that precise time that I say it, you have 20 computers around that, that all record that, and 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 when that does, it's um immutable. You can't change that, and so that gives it a value in that space and time. It takes it out of the way that we've always thought about things in a linear way. But th the bigger picture is, um, 
there's no intermediary and that's what the central banking system has always played upon and that's usury and um they're trying to put the, they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle and they can't and i think they don't want the the general populace to know that and it's got them really concerned because you're talking about legacy blue blood banking families that right. have been been around for hundreds of years and have been basically financing every kind of um endeavor that we know of you know every war every skirmish every interest and i think what they're trying to do is seize control of that so that they don't lose you know control so of how, the power how does a race well, how does the rates hike come into it I mean, they're just gonna just deplete the dollar until it's nothing or what is that what's gonna well happen? i think it's gonna be um the optics of it'll be like nothing has changed but i think behind closed doors um there's going to be different agreements put on i just think it's going to become more layered and obfuscated it won't be transparent but it'll be presented in a way that oh well here's your new uh you know you scan your qr code and the thing that people have been really afraid of during covid and through this is and they have reason to be is that it's going to go on to a social credit rating like china mm -hmm. does that's uh, what i've been afraid of and so basically all of your financials, all of your health records, all of your legal um, is subject to scrutiny of some, you know, nebulous force, meaning they're going to be monitoring your intake. Oh, you know what, Tommy, it looks like you use too much carbon this month. We're going to have to penalize you on that. Oh, you know, you, you've, uh, you know, your, your diet was this and we've determined that you're going to be, you know, your rates on your insurance are going to go up temporarily. Or you're not going to be able. To, you see what I'm saying? Like right. And then who's going to who's going to be the who's going to be the the, the the ultimate judge? Is it going to be the people? Is, is it going to be the people? Or is it going to be the social credit card? See, this is why the social credit score is bad, guys. Uh, for uh, those of you out there, and, and, and the thing is because it, the democratic process is lost. When right. Lizzie Graham goes on to the television and asks for the murder of Putin, that is without a trial. In the democratic right. process, we have trials. We have due process. And that's not happening anymore, guys. That's what's not. That's what's alarming me. Okay, guys. That's. What I think um, if, if we could just uh, this this can basically explain um, what what I'm reading right here. Late stage capitalism is a popular right. phrase that targets the inequalities of modern day capitalism. It describes the hypocrisy and the assertiveness of a capitalist of a capital of a capitalism that digs his own grave. It spotlights the immorality immoralities. Of corporations using social issues to advance their brand um basically that's what's that's what's going down advance their we brand are in that what is their brand for, i guess well, the reset is social issues is? to advance their brand social issues yeah. well it, well ultimately the brand is you know consolidation of resources and that's why you see these seemingly illogical moves being made i mean we can speculate yeah. on things are being done but i think it's pretty clear um there's alliances being forged you know I, there's a lot of compelling evidence that that russia and china are um the enemy of my enemy is my friend and they have a shared understanding of what they would like to achieve as far as in this final stage of what what it's going to look like as far as economies they want to have a seat at the table and so yeah. if you start well, looking at in that well, way, I, I just want to play this clip because that leads that's exactly plays right into this. This is what Joe Biden yeah. said, uh, two days ago, guys. Just saying, I think you know, my mother had an expression 
Out of everything terrible, something good will come if you look hard enough for it. I think this presents us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of, them, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway, I'm going to hush up, Mary. Fire away. Oh, so, uh, so sometimes I feel like <laughs> is, are we I feel like Joe. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, I, go ahead. I said, it, if that wasn't proof enough that we're in a simulation, there you go. It is their fault. It is the American government's fault that China and Russia are now becoming buddies. It's the American government's fault. They push both of them to become bullies. Russia's capitalist. I mean, China is is com- is a communist country. Well, they're socialist, but they haven't made it there yet. And you take these two ideologies that's too different right now, the Russian Federation and China, and you make them have to become boys and put their ideals together just to survive what America's doing. This is America's fault. His new world order, I he's probably that. talking about them. And, and that's your fault with your policies, everything that you have done with expanding NATO, everything. You're also, the fact that the Democrats are unbearable and they fucking make draconian laws and then the Republicans jump on those laws and take them to the 10th power. Like and literally, ultimately, because don't think that there isn't deals going on behind closed doors. I mean, Biden was over in China last Friday. Two days before that, Saudi Arabia throws out a, a thing. Oh, we're going to put the Chinese yuan uh, as the reserve currency. That's just some saber round. Yeah, that's big, big deal. deal. Because if that happens, it collapses. And so that's not going to happen. But just the threat of that can keep people shaking in their boots. And people forget when uh, when Kim was doing his um, missile launches here not too long ago, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, uh, Russia and China were doing many military drills together right. so back it i mean they were flying all around together and that's never happened before so this isn't like this hasn't been building up to this for a while this isn't like if they thought of this last week you know and if you want to go deeper with that you can start to think why things have happened in the past couple of years but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole well, I mean, what's funny, what's different now, too, also, is, I mean, there's so many different things, but the we, the, the president went to the NATO thing. At, uh, was it a summit or what? Or not, Jabari, do you know? But he went to he, he went to there instead of Ukraine because he's a coward. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to get, you know, be in fire, even though Trump was both for us. And uh, he, the rest of the world pretty much told us to sit down and shut the fuck up and be cool, bro. Yeah. Like they don't like literally they did. That's the first time that NATO's done that before. Or any country, they feel like they can stand up to us. And finally, the Republicans little they're laughing at us, apology tour kind of thing. It starts to look actually kind of real, which scares me because they're gonna f- pain in the midterms. Yeah. Pain in the midterms, bro. Yeah. This and, is all God. And I, I have to say that um the, 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 like even with Ukraine itself the civil war is still not over anymore. so whatever they're saying with bombings and stuff like that 
it, yes, it's Russia, and it's also the Kiev bombing Dom, Donbass, Kiev bombing Lugansk and Dungans. They have a very complicated issue over there. So, of course, NATO should be telling us to shut the fuck up and sit down yeah. unless unless we have a better peaceful solution. Um, we don't. Zelensky we have the CIA. We have the CIA. And they're not peaceful. They're not peaceful at all. So yeah. Our, C- our CIA talking points and our propaganda have fallen the fuck apart so fast. It's been amazing to watch. From Zelensky's yeah. a king who fights for his own people to now the rest of the world telling us to shut the fuck up and be cool. It's kind of just been like a very surreal like two weeks of this. I think it's been two weeks. Like literally the turnaround. Well, uh, even in our country. Look, God. look what's being signaled right now. The Fed, the Fed along with all the other global powers you just mentioned want to bring down the U.S. financial market. And that's a really dicey proposition because yeah. we have such a symbiotic relationship with China that it, it isn't, you know, it isn't framed in the way that the Cold War was. I mean, we're so intertwined, you know, because of our consumption habits and also yeah. our um, intellectual property, you know? Yes, yes, I agree. And- um, I think that the issue is, I think what what more and more, this is me just coming off it because I'm a socialist, what more and more is important is to educate the working class on this and so the working class to like mobilize and build power on this. This is this is why we have platforms like this, so we so they can know these things. Right. Um, Stephanie, are you there? Only we can change it. This I'm is literally here. like, this oh. is one of those times. Stephanie, yeah, yeah. okay, so I don't know if you, if you had technical difficulties, we've been having them all day. But uh, <laughs> have you been listening? I am have having you been... technical difficulties, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's um, that kind of day, bro. It literally yeah. is this. It could be them. This is also the okay. thing: is they take. I need to go say ahead, something before yes, we please. all continue. I'm sorry, yeah, I have to say this. No offense to anyone, but if money, if the petrodollar was real, if money had been pegged to oil, then the price of oil would be constant. First of all, petrodollar basically is no more than oil traded in dollars. We still have petrodollars and teddy bear dollars. It's, it's. Teddy bear dollars? The economics are wrong. Uh, Petrodollar is a basis of trade. It's not actually. It's not backing the currency. Oil is not back our currency. No, but that's what that's. That's, yeah, nothing does. That's what, but that's what they. Resources, certain resources do. Resources back. Right. I, I agree, but that's that, that's the but way that they frame. Not oil. Well, nothing they took us off changed. the gold standard. So what really backs the currency, though? What really backs the currency? Because the gold doesn't. And for resources, it's useless. But not oil. What do you mean resources? So what, resources? Yeah, what do you mean by resources? Humans. Uh, humans are no, a very good resource. No, that's not, not how it works. No, it, it's just not. I mean, it's been like since the 70s. It's always been. That is what Actually, they. Actually, since the 30, 1933. But you got you to find, find something to replace that oil. That's why they have. 1933 to 1971 is when we were, got off the gold standard yeah. twice. Who did that? Who did that? Do you all know? FDR did it in 33. That's what I thought. Nixon did it in 71. Yeah, well, they took yeah. us into... But it, 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 that's the pretext for all of this. That's how we're, they're going to absolve us of our debt. But so it's the pretext from 1933? No, no, I'm just saying where we're at now. Where we're at now, from March of 2020 to now. Because I will all, say this. 
it seems to be good to be in debt when you're a, a huge country. It seems I mean, you pay every month, you pay billions, billions. They were talking about Russia's debt. Russia's, debt is, Russia's debt is $20 billion, guys. $20 billion is Russia's debt. Our debt are trillions of dollars, and they literally doubled the deficit in one year alone last year. I think it's funny. Well, that shows you how much, the, how important our deficit really is. To these part, two parties, nothing is. Nothing's too important. They don't care about the deficit because no, they don't. it's not a problem. I mean, it's... They, they're going I mean, to get working about being people elected. so pissed that you think uh, January 6th was a thing. Watch until they get mobilized and then there's a huger thing than January 6th. More mobilized with demands and actually um, organization skills and stuff like that. Because that is the kind of thing that, like, it's like what Tupac said. The, 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 the poor is going to swallow the rich. And this is how they're going to see it once they get fucked over too much about this. I'm not seeing I don't know about that, dealing with this for so long. I mean, nope. there has to be a tipping point. Like, I know we've been on our graces nope. each generation. <laughs> yeah. well, the I can see it. They're literally like, they let they let these guys come on television and call for murders of people. You don't see Americans, like, the literally just blowing this off? Those trillions of dollars you're speaking of in emergency spending <sighs> is the continuation of, you know, the, Fed, the Fed's had the zero interest rate for how long now, you know? And yeah. those billions of dollars in bond purchases, that's what our, that's the leverage point that trying to have against us because they've they've been the chief holder of our treasury bills for quite some time now i don't stab myself in the head I mean, we, you are we sanctioned Why? a third of the world a third of the world is sanctioned so they should already saw this coming by sanctioning people just for no reason and just mm -hmm. Going crazy it wasn't for sanctions. no reason it's because they're not capitalists that's why they sanctioned venezuela <laughs> yeah well, well, it well, well out, it's it's like a capitalist country, though. It, it's just ran by a socialist uh, party. It's still capitalist because they have uh, oh, the, okay. the, the oil well, people there that are billions of dollars in and stuff like that, and they have a huge opposition party that that also so, was part of National Assembly. They have that's why White Guado was able to do bullshit for like a good Guido. five years. Maduro is still president, bro, and now it looks like they've got Maduro. They were trying to install Guido for the longest time, and they well, gave Maduro up on that. They were just like, "This people, guy's not popular." You know? huh? gotta feed his people. He has to feed yeah, his people. Yeah, and so Maduro. To... What is y'all's take on that? He literally sounds like a different person, Maduro. It's weird. It's it's neoliberalism, like so hard. We I mean, come well, see us, investors, American investors. We have tourism. <laughs> we have travel. We have we have yeah. hotels. Come see the, mean, well, the, the people well, of Venezuela. CIA Weird. has uh, tried to kill him. I uh, <laughs> think about five times from the last time I, I checked. Know. The last thing this they did like was try to drone him. They tried to drone him last time at a speech. So this is literally like I'm scared for. I hope he got good security because the reason why they was able they wasn't able to overthrow him, no matter what uh, the Western media will say, he had. He had the military on lock. It wasn't like a situation in Bolivia where the CIA was literally inside the military and um, oil oil investors had their claws in the military and they were able to get um, the military to overthrow Bolivia and put in the interim uh, government. Uh, Maduro has a loyal um, government uh, and Maduro has a loyal uh, military. Uh, Maduro is also prepared um, at this point to defend his country if it gets to that way. 
So I think the United States has no choice but to acknowledge that now, especially now they're in the oil crisis. I mean, they and, have acknowledged it. They've acknowledged it big time. They said that right. the sanctions are going to be lifted if, if they directly ship oil from Venezuela to the United States. No more sanctions. That was easy. Right. No more sanctions. Yeah. Well, I don't know when that's going to happen. It's almost like our sanctions are more. That takes time, right? No, but, like, I don't we got to go back to the point that I don't know where the 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 misdirect of the the oil. I mean, it's all about that. It's all fossil. It's all about yes. That's all it is. And yeah. um, I wish Stephanie was back on here because I really wanted to ask that question. It, it, it's, it is, it's, it's been all about oil so far, like since Iraq, and now all of a sudden it's not. It has like, nothing. The liberal mind seems to have changed on this. that. Much. And and the thing huh. is, the thing that we didn't anticipate. I. I when you look back at the growth of China over the last 30, 40 years, it's just been so exponential that it's taken on a whole new dimension. And that, I think that that took on that took more of the world's resources than we anticipated. And because of that, they've rose and risen to be maybe arguably going to become the superpower, you know, and that's what we're trying to be the superpower. I mean, China is vying for that. And in the in the in the global because they're the only ones that aren't into this plan. They're second highest. They're the second highest economy right now. They're growing and growing. They could pass us shit probably what? What do you think? Um, dub in like five years, maybe, maybe less, maybe that, longer and, game. And I think and I've come to understand that that's kind of what Putin is probably trying to do. He's probably running cover for them so that he can secure his interests with whatever their reserves are. And it's just probably a deal that those two have going on. And I think they're gonna do China is going to try and do everything it can to go for having the yuan be the uh, reserve currency. As far as what's going to be traded on the remaining of carbon until the next energy source comes along. Because, I mean, unless you've heard something I have, and I don't know what that thing is going to be. Well, the yuan, the yuan has always been small. And now all of a sudden, if this goes down with Saudi Arabia, um, that's going to change a lot of things. And Saudi Arabia is honestly, I feel like they're being petty because of um, us doing the new deal again with uh, Iran, like talking to Iran and shit like this. But like, why the hell they, do we they, have they this such a... people in Yemen with our weapons? They've always right. been horrible. I was just about to bring that up. Horrible allies. We could be friends with we, Saudi Arabia. We should have literally dropped these guys like a long time ago. They've had yeah. princes have immunity to rape and murder in our country. <laughs> right. So it's, these guys are. It's real too. It's real too. Like we're literally like allies with all these regimes and when they want to go after somebody like Assad stuff like this I'm like uh, I don't know I don't know if you're telling me the whole truth I don't know they're guys. not, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> because you know we've been they've had the boogeyman of like peak oil being hit and no one can really say a lot of people feel that it has been hit but that's what they play off of the scarcity idea to be able to manipulate the markets and that's why I think the that's why I think econ Economics is bullshit, right there, Deb. Right. That's why I think it is. Right. Right there. I mean, shouldn't blame Russia for oil at all because it doesn't affect us. It probably affects the Europeans a lot because they need a third of, uh, like a third of that or something. I think it was three fourths. I got to go back to reading what I read about that. But we only got like what less than two percent from them. So it's definitely price gouging. It's definitely these corporations 
asking for more because of inflation and all this shit. It's everything. It's late stage capitalism. Right. And so, and so if you take that step further, I think they want to reshape the way the world is. You know, you've heard a lot of rumors for many years about the Amero, which would be the consolidation of Canada, North, you know, America and Mexico. Right. But basically yeah. the world into more regional aspects and maybe the disillusion of the way we used to think about it, you know, as far as nation states go. Um, and it's because we have an existential threat of climate crisis and so on and so forth with right. yes. Yes. Is that How, true? What to whatever degree? Sure. But How, you better believe they're going yeah. to conflate that. Right. They have. In fact, they talk about green energy when they're actually polluted. These billionaires, they talk about green energy when they actually their companies polluted the planet. Now they're talking right. about green energy. It's hilarious. Right. It's so yeah. ironic, guys. Uh, so but now they, you, you have not been solved they, yet. they've changed the planet. We, right now in this uh, Ukraine and Russia thing, they've got bio labs, and I, I was talking to, yeah. to you about this, Jamar, earlier. I don't know yeah. if you if you know Dub, but like, so Tulsi Gabbard, who's she's a she was a politician. She just talks, speaks the truth. There are bio labs. Apparently, the the mainstream media is saying there are no bio labs, even though our government said that they were. Right. Still, the media says there's none. Supposedly. Right. And now she's a traitor, tra treasonous lies. But uh -huh. the fact remains that these two parties are in their midterm shit so hard. That they could actually let this happen, where uh -huh. our, those pathogens aren't secured, and uh, they could really reshape like pandemics for years. Is that is that is that in the plan? Uh, well, I mean, that's <laughs> what you think the last two years was about. Uh, was that a dry run? Because it could have been. I knew it I'm, was. I mean, I've like, got to take. It, but, the whole thing you know, was like, what could they, what could they make us do? What else can they make us do? Pretty quick, you know. I have my I have my feelings about that, and I've done some deep, deep reading on that. There was a there was a two, a letter put out called the Spartacus letter by two hundred doctors in Europe that they have their own take, and uh, with thirty five pages of sourced uh, references. Um, but I think you're onto something there. You know, I, I mean, is YouTube going to ban this video because I talked about biolabs and then I, six months later they're going to say sorry? It turns out Hunter Biden's laptop was real. It turns out all of these things that you, uh, we banned you for is like literally happening because we're liars. <laughs> huh. I'll be done. We're literally always doing that shit. <laughs> how you, how you say that and then they'd be like, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Yeah, you, literally. You just want to egg the bomb. Make a year ago. The monetize you. Turns out the New York Times says. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's a perfect storm is happening. It, it's the convergence of the depletion of the resources. If you look at that, you know, that's always follow the money, obviously. Um, so the people want to divvy up whatever the you know, the oil that is left, and then the blockchain is no small factor because. They don't know how to control that because here's the other thing you know we think about this shadowy cabal that's like perfect and evil or something well they're human they make mistakes they're flawed and uh they're not really humans like us though they, yeah we yeah i worry about bills I know you're doing, oh yeah oh i thought i'm telling you oh never mind um, <laughs> um but I mean, really, it, it, it is that cut and dry, you know, it's just business as far as, you know, this small group is, you know, and what are we talking about? It's a small percentage of, uh, of interests that are involved in these conversations. This you is know? why I think it's so funny that Biden wants to call the Russians oligarchs out 
Right. Don't want to call right. out that was another piece of right, Oh. <laughs> but but it's, it's, there are some 30, 30 billionaires. 30 billionaires. Uh, right now, uh, Yahoo Finance just reported that there, we have a new trillionaire. That's uh, already it's inevitable. It's going to be Tesla's Elon Musk, which you were talking. We were talking about him on the stereo as well. Right. Uh, like your 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 man Elon is going to be going to be the first trillionaire. Sure. Well, so, no. SpaceX, SpaceX. No. So there's there's already well established trillionaires on this planet. You just don't know about. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> you know, we're going to have more technical difficulties if we talk about those guys. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but we know about y'all. <laughs> I mean, look. I at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you right now. We we gotta uh, we gotta do something about our fellow liberal friends. We gotta coax yes. them. We gotta we gotta talk to them. We gotta we gotta give them a a, a a shoulder rub whenever they start thinking like, okay, I should not be backing a country that straight up is ran by Nazis that are going. Why? But why are they doing that? <laughs> like literally, this whole thing was started with George W. Bush and the Iraq War, and the CIA went in and they lied. They they talked to this guy. Named Cook, what was his name? It was a stupid ass name. It turns out the Russians didn't even believe him. Like yeah. we've all seen this movie before. Why are the why are the liberals now all of a sudden believing the CIA? And then now I and literally and, and, and we're still believing the CNN. Still, out their world would collapse if you pulled on that thread just a little bit. But we gotta do something, Dub. They call themselves left when they're really not. Yeah, that's and what makes me angry. Personally, they call themselves the, the left. That's what makes me angry. And so their president is the most racist, dementia-riddled old man who, like, literally is raising our taxes and uh, cut and let the uh, Trump tax cuts expire that, that helped the middle class. Can so you not look at Joe this Biden. demolition, just, ultimately? I mean, I have. You know, because so, it, it, there, Stop saying you're left. It, it, okay. It's too implausible to, to, to think of it in any other way. I mean, because... It just feels like there's deals going on that we don't know about. Oligarchs here are winning because well, while they're talking about Russia over there, they're our voices. They have sustainable development goals. And, and you I know? think you're seeing the controller paradigm dissolve in front of your eyes, but they're not going to go quietly into the night. And we're all going to become now. basically one voice. That's the goal. Right. And, exactly. And a lot of people are not seeing that because they're thinking, oh, well, the left is not. The left is not destroyed because we still have CNN. Well, CNN saying the same shit that the, the their 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 state wants them to say. It's state news. Yeah, CNN is state well. news. Fox News is state news. They're all together. Yeah. And the people that are not together are like voices like us. When did like my when did friends CNN that ever say the Iraq War was a mistake? No, this is like these never, guys have literally mean. never apologized for any of the shit that they said they were wrong about. Not even Jesse Smollett. Guys, right. well, I apologize for just <laughs> Jesse, when you get out of jail, don't even do anything again. Just go home, go to bed. Don't, you, made, you made a bad thing for Gabe. Gabe Black. We're moving into solutions and in, in that we have equitable access, you know, because like you just said, it's, it's our shared voices. But if we, it, the more we devolve into identity politics, um, tribalism, uh, nation states, all this divisiveness, divide and conquer, they're winning. You'd be rendered essential or non-essential. And with AI here, that means the, there's going to be large sectors of the economy that are that are null and void. And then they have to go on a universal basic income, which means they have to you know, get money from the state. And therefore, they're going to have to fulfill certain metrics, right, which is a pretext for control. So it really comes down to liberty and tyranny. And I, I mean, I don't want to be so binary about it, but mm -hmm. I mean, what, what would you call that? Right.
Yeah. And, right. and that's, that's no small thing, you know, that's, that's resetting and reshaping the entire way that we've thought about our civilization up to this point. And we literally yeah. accuse other countries for this, that we're doing it out of fear of our influence. And now our people that we fuck with yep. do it and we're not giving no shit about it. So it, when you look at the stakeholder uh, economy, the way that they're going to present that is what are the fair outcomes for everyone? You know, fair outcome. Was, and again, who decides this? This is what I'm. Yeah. Every well, time someone says, "What is a fair outcome?" What is it? Who decides what a fair outcome? Who decides that? Because usually it's the people. There's a jury of your peers. Like, uh-huh. who's going to do it now? The social scores. Who's going to do it now? Uh-huh. This is the this is the big movement that uh, is, is is guys. I just want to say this to my audience: it's undemocratic, and it, that is the tyrant. The, the tyrannical hey, here's part. what you're going to hear from here here on out: ESG metrics. Environmental, social, and governance. What is that? It's going to appeal to those sensibilities. It's going to appeal to the fact that hey, these are these are uh, perilous times, and we must make you know grand gestures and uh, uh, for all of our interests. You know, it's not going to be presented as some like totalitarian boot on your neck. It's going to be, and you know what? A lot of people are going to be begging for it. They'll want it. They will. Orwell said this. Orwell said this. He said, uh, "Just imagine your just imagine the the boot on the neck." This was his last yeah. warning. Imagine the boot on the neck for, and then people said, "Yeah, say, say yes, yes, please. This is what we needed. Order. It's more like boot Order. licking." He did. He was. He was a socialist. He was a socialist. He thought that he said it was going to come from a Western power, a fake mm-hmm. left, and yeah. it has. Who? Yeah. Who said that? Orwell. Oh, Orwell. Orwell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they interviewed yeah, him he when, he had a, when he had when he was sick. Yeah, he, he said that. Great guy. <laughs> Um, but what what I don't understand is, so my mind is always thinking like the solution. All right, yeah, and we too, already but, said the solution, but it's like what what I, has to be done to get people to understand what could be the the solution because everybody's gonna bend it. It's gonna like, fracture into like little micro ecosystems, you know where. Maybe you're able to curate your crowd in a meaningful way. Like, so if you had your own distribution methods, like say you had a a video service that was based off a of blockchain, you know, that means you have full control of your intellectual property. Talking about work now. <laughs> We're talking about the future of work. So yeah, is that okay, going to fit in? We're going to have to make alliances with our you know, local. Uh, otherwise, because we, our social score could say that we're not we're not employable, right? Right. So then the I robot mean, takes your job. Who knows AI what they're going to say? episode and we're gonna be you know <laughs> then the robot takes your job <laughs> yeah because I, I, I know i'm gonna fuck up day one bro i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck the social score up day one bro i'll be right there with you day one <laughs> <laughs> like, oh we saw your podcast you said this 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 and that I mean, no, my life you drank too you drank too much beer last yep. night bro you fucking you know why why are you having sex like that why are you doing that shit? Yep. Like all, just yep. day one, bro. Not there. <laughs> all of it, all of it. <laughs> but oh, so it's uh, not. It's not yeah. being overwhelmed. It's like being making in- incremental steps, you know. And and I guess what I do is the best that I can do, you know. Yeah. And so I I have a studio where I live. I uh, you know I do some um, some work in some local food banks. I do little little gestures here and there. It's not the 
the biggest thing in the world, but it's on the asset column. And mm. and that that way I can sleep at night not feeling like a hypocrite. Like I'm shaking my fist in the cloud and I'm not doing anything, but I'm also mm. not like virtue signaling either. I'm just saying you just do what you can with what you have where you're at. And I and I think it's easy to get overwhelmed and get hysterical about all of these things. Um, but I think you have to boil it down to what is the next actionable thing you can do in front of you. Uh, but realize that these things are going on and, and it makes the things that feel implausible make a little bit more sense here. And you realize it's just the way these people do business. And because otherwise no, that's, that's the message of the street. That's right. Like. Right. Cause, because ultimately if the, if none of this becomes actionable, then what are we contributing, you know? But I, I think it's, it's good to kind of get a good consensus idea of where we're at. And then we, because I, you know, I, maybe I'm naive, but I refuse to get bitter, cynical, jaded, and tune out. I, I do think that this is an Why age not? Our where- leaders are. I, I, I really, I always looked at this age that it's either transformation or obliteration because we've been there before too. And I, and I think we can transform, but I think it's going to be messy. Pure and simple. Yeah. Rome you know, fell. No one thought yeah, Rome like was going to fall. Right. So that's it, at the top, we're at the top of the hour. So uh, yep. as you go know, last, last thoughts for you guys. Jamar, you want to yep. go first on the last? Or, go, go first. Jamar, you go first on the last thoughts. Oh, what do we got to do? What, 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 what inspiration? Get out in these streets. Organize. Get around people that you know that, that want to change and topple um this this oligarchy that we have here and bring it for working people working class last thoughts where can people find you bro oh uh, uh, uh Jabari voc podcast and also check out uh, a lot of great articles on uh with, with my um the, the working class part i work for the party for socialist liberation uh check out great articles from them on psl uh web.org a lot of uh nuance and on what's the topics that we actually talked about here and a lot of other discussions from foreign policy to read up on there too fantastic Dub, last words um i think it's really important that you get honest with yourself and i think that if you explore who you are and what you're about and really come to a clear-eyed appraisal of what your values are and then realize that we need to contribute something of value. What is our zone of genius? And that's a deeply personal thing. But I believe in equality of opportunity and outcome if we so choose. And now is the time to transcend the boundaries. The division is no longer useful to us and the hour is getting late. And if we don't move past that, then ask yourself, what kind of quality of life are you? But we are adaptable. We are adjustable. We've been through a lot in this this run as a species, and I don't think our time is done. But it's time for us to rise to the occasion and actually call upon our better angels to be able to provide a better life for our families, for our children, for for everyone around. Yeah. And that starts in your house, on your block, in your county, in your state, and so on and so forth. Because otherwise, you'll feel overwhelmed and so keep it simple what is the thing that makes you valuable and then be bold and contribute and give because wow. you can only keep what you have by giving it away man that was better speech than any speech joe biden has ever fucking done 
Jesus Christ. Yes, quality of really quality equality of opportunity, guys. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude, but I'm thinking, <laughs> Joe, you might have been too. This is Tommy Nation <laughs> Politics. Be free thinking, innovative, totally open minded. Catch us every Tuesday at 8 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That was Jamar Jabari of the Voice of Change podcast. Find his uh, podcast on Anchor. If I double on Stereo, Stereo app, uh, he's got great conversations. Make sure that you follow, like, and subscribe him, Jamar, and of course, Tommy Nation Politics. Going to www.tommy nation politics. Click the bell, subscribe, notifications, and all that, guys. Have a good night. Free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. Tommy Nation Politics.